From the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined this hour by Dr. John Deloney. That's right. He is a doctor, ladies and gentlemen. Two PhDs, uh, not really. best-selling author, not host really. of the Dr. John Deloney Show. What do you mean, not really, John? It's, they weren't honorary. I can't heal anybody. Uh, I went to a lot of grad school classes. Well, we I'm gotta the guy dispel that walked the, the marathon. I get to put the sticker on my car that says 26 point whatever. Like I walk, I, I finished. I didn't win the marathon. That's a good point. But there is a, it's funny that people go, well, you're not a real doctor, but you can have a doctorate and be a doctor and not be a medical doctor. Correct. Correct. People need to understand that. But there's also people who have like doctorates in totally unrelated things that like, anyway. I tend to ask you about my health symptoms though, frequently. And so I answer, <laughs> which is not, I shouldn't be you doing You answer it. with confidence. I That's shouldn't great. be doing that. That's right. I, I love it. Well, uh, John, I thought it would be fun while we wait on the phones to start ringing. 888-825-5225 is the number to call, by the way. That's 888-825-5225. You jump in. We want to talk about your money, your mental health, your relationships, boundaries, whatever goals you have, whatever crossroads you're facing, we want to step in and help you take the right next step. So 888-825-5225 is the number to call, and uh, we'll get you on the phones here. So I want to start, John, with our question of the day, which comes from Fernando in Arizona. What does Fernando have to say? All right, Fernando asks, what I should do to get out of my dad's house and out of debt while looking to get married? Dude, Fernando, you got a lot going on, man. I'm a manager for a financial institution call center making $68,000 before taxes and have 9000 bucks in my 401. I still live at my dad's house and I pay the utility bills. I'm looking to move out of my dad's house, but Arizona home prices are still high. I have over $20,000 in debt spread between credit cards, past due taxes, set up on a payment plan, and 401k loans. I believe my dad would... Hey, taking up 401k loans. I believe my dad may be able to lend me money to knock out some credit card debt that would help a lot since I'm paying over 25% APR rate. However, I've never asked him for anything since I was 14 years old, I guess except for a place to live and rent. I'm not sure if I should ask my dad for money or how to ask him if I do. Oh, Fernando. Fernando. Oh, Fernando. Fernando. We have no clue how old Fernando is. I don't think he mentioned that. He could be 50. He could be 20. That's right. No clue. We're going to guess he's closer to 20. Let's, let's, pretend, let's just, for the sake of this, let's just pretend he's 25. All right. Okay, 25. So he's got a job uh, making sixty-eight, making seventy grand um, at a financial call institution, and he wants to move out. Okay, so he makes enough money right now that he could go get an apartment and get his call center job and deliver for Amazon in the morning or deliver for whatever, and start working multiple jobs to get this stupid debt paid off. He could. Um, make a really clear plan with his old man and say, I'm going to live here for um, three more months. I'm going to have zero. I'm just going to pay the utility bills. I'm going to spend no dollars and I'm going to start wiping this debt out as quick as I can. Like, we can come up with a plan like that. But he's trying to, it looks like, sounds like he's trying to do everything all at the same time. He wants to not live at dad's house, but not have some debt, but also trying to invest, buy a house. I got some investments, but I had to take some loans out against my investments. He's just got too much going on at the same time, right? Yeah, that's a classic case for most people. They don't know why they're not making progress. They're frustrated, and they lay out all the details on paper, 
And you're like, well, you could stop doing that and that and that and that and focus on one thing with intensity, which is getting out of debt. That should be your next goal, which means we're pausing investing, uh, which means we're not going to take out any more debt, which is only exacerbating the problem. And so or the way to free yourself from your dad is not to ask him for a loan. So no. that you can move out from I'm going to move out, but still be chained to him with payments. Exactly. That's not going to help the relationship. So imagine going to the gym, George. This is I'm quite, trying to go there with you, This is quite John. the stretch. I get it. All right. But imagine going to the gym. Do I have to work out? Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the point of this this whole little, uh, this little story I'm telling. You go to the gym, and you get underneath a squat bar, and you pick up one dumbbell for curls and you attach one of your legs to one of those little band things and you do this on a treadmill right you're going to you're not going you're not going to get in good shape doing that you're going to get a lot of broken bones and you're going to go nowhere but you might look right? really cool you would not absolutely would not i think it's very similar man like you're trying to do everything all at one time i love that like get out of debt first dude get out of debt make a plan to get out of your dad's house um and go from there. Yeah, because on paper, I'm going, you make 70 grand, you have 20 grand in debt. You can do this. There's people who make less with more debt that have paid it off. You so can this do this possible. very, very quickly. And, and by you the have way, no a, expenses. A, a, a financial institution call center, which is, <laughs> it's, I love the way he said that, a financial institution call center. Okay. Um, he could do that. He, that, that job is, is, is going to be shift oriented. Like I'm working the night shift and working the day shift. So you've got plenty of time to work like crazy on another one, two, or three jobs. Figure it out. Absolutely. Out. All right, let's get to the phones. 888-825-5225. Valerie is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Valerie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much. Absolutely. How um, can John I'm, and I help? Well, my daughter just got engaged, and um, I would love to know any resources um, or any suggestions you have to set them get them started on the right foot. You know, we're talking about all the wedding plans and everything, but it's more important that they start off. Well, what do, what do you think of this guy? He's lovely. Good. Does he have a good he's head on his shoulders? Lovely. He does. He's a beautiful young man and has such a great family. We're very blessed. Valerie, do you have a crush on this guy? Ooh. No. Not, not in a gross way, Valerie, but I mean, kind of <laughs> like, man... Well, he sounds great. No, so he's precious. Well, I asked because you high five your daughter a little bit. Like you're like, way to go. We what? I'm sorry. Did you high five your daughter? Her? Like way to go. <laughs> no, as wonderful as he is, he's still the lucky one. Oh, that is <laughs> the best answer. He's still not good enough for my baby. Okay, does your daughter have any debt? Uh, she does. She has twenty one thousand dollars of college loans. Okay, is she working full time now? Yes, sir, she is. And, and he's she working just full bought time? a car. She just bought a car. It sounds like that car has payments attached to it, based on your tone. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, their A1, uh, once they get married, is to combine finances, not before. So here you said, what can they do to start off financially? They're engaged right now, so here's what they can do, is go through Financial Peace University as a couple. That is the number one thing I would recommend to any couple that is engaged to be married, and I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to gift it to you to gift it to them as a present. Can you do that for us? Oh my god, that's so awesome! You didn't win Thank prices, right, so Valerie? Much. I love the excitement, I, though. I, I feel like I won the 
price is right. Oh. Really, thank you so much. You are the best. Well, hang on the line. Austin will pick up. Tell them here's the thing they have to do. Watch all nine lessons, create a budget, and report back to you. You can even go through it with them as an encouragement. But, man, if they can get out of debt, have money in the bank, and learn to dream together. Learn to dream together, create goals together, get on the same page. That is going to be the number one ticket to success with their marriage. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell. Joined this hour by Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls about money, mental health, relationships, boundaries, career, life, the pursuit of happiness, you name it. John can answer it. He's that good. <laughs> so the doctor's in the house. I'm here too. 888-825-5225 is the number to call. And uh, John, you do your show right next door to this studio, The Dr. John Deloney Show. What kind of calls have you been getting? Is there a bucket, a theme you're seeing? Ooh, man. I would say 95% of the calls I've been receiving the last few months have been about um, marriage or romantic relationships or kids. And that's everything from schools and kids and mental health diagnostics to my husband and I don't know how to talk about sex anymore. We've had, we have three kids and we don't even know each other anymore. We just had our kids leave. We don't know what's going on. So um, it's everything in between grief, how to deal with grief. It's, it's, it's just doing life, man in life well i love the way you handle these calls and you bring such a levity and humor to all of it somehow in the midst i was of gonna it. say pursuit of happiness is kind of dumb if you want to call and talk about that people we can talk about that um no one's calling in for that nope 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 well let's get to the phones tabitha is waiting in savannah georgia tabitha welcome to the ramsey show hey george hey john how are y'all We're doing great how can we help so me and my husband have started working with a Smart Vester Pro to start our retirement contributions for moving forward for our life. We are debt-free other than our mortgage. We have our emergency fund. Um, we have set aside an extra $10,000 for a car fund since both of our cars are six and seven years old. Um, so we are just wondering, we got the question from our Smart Vester Pro on if we wanted to max out our Roth RAs for 2022, since we can do that through this tax season, um, we are torn on the like torn on what we should do. We do have the money over our emergency fund. We just are unsure because we are emotionally attached to the extra money we have set aside. Wow, is this money special to you somehow? It's just a peace of mind. It's more emotional. Y'all talk about that all the time. It's definitely emotional. So I'm like to shove over the 12,000. It just kind of makes me a little nervous. Well, have you guys invested 15%? Are you at that threshold yet? Or is this beyond the 15%? So we are starting fresh this year with our Smart Investor Pro, and we have not contributed anything up until this point. And we're ending out our 31 years of this. Okay. We'll be 32 next year is what I was trying to say. What are your retirement options currently through your employers? Neither of us have um, retirement through the employer. So it's all going to be Roth IRA. And then in addition to that, we'll be a brokerage fund. And you're just getting started with investing? Correct. Okay. 
I would totally fund these Roth IRAs. And the money that you're emotionally attached to, imagine 30 years from now, you go, that 6,000 could have turned into like 100 30 years from now, and I didn't do it because I was emotionally attached to 6,000. When you think about it that way, you are happy to let go of that money knowing it is going to create an amazing retirement for you down the road. Okay, great. We just wanted some advice because we were both torn and can argue backwards and forwards on either side. So well, and John can speak to I the emotional it. side because there's something underneath that. There's something maybe in your past where you didn't have the money and you f- you feel that feeling of, oh my gosh, what if? Oh, for sure, yes. Did you grow up with scarcity of some sort? I absolutely did. Um, okay. And then we are finally getting our feet underneath us. We found, Dave came to speak in Savannah in 2018. Um, so that's kind of when we started our journey. And then the last year and a half, we've been working on building up our emergency funds. So it's just finally nice to have that buffer between us and life and knowing that if something comes up, we're okay. Dave and I were talking just in a personal conversation a few weeks ago, and we both noted that in the last few years, we've received more calls about what I would consider identity. And what I mean by that is um, you're going to have to practice not being anxious all the time. And you're going to have to practice this idea of forward thinking, thinking about future Tabitha. One of the, some of the research about the, the actual poverty mindset is I just need to get through today. And one of the mindsets that shift from somebody who grew up in deep poverty to somebody who is growing wealth is the ability to say, who can I be in five years or in 10 years? And if you look at it as a character flaw, like, I just can't do it. I'm not, man, you, it cascades into a whole bunch of other drama. If you just look at it as like, man, that's a set of skills. I've never, I've never, I've never not been in poverty. So I'm going to have to learn how, to, like when I first had my kid, my son, I would get so frustrated until I finally realized I've never had a four-year-old before who just pees everywhere. I've never had that. So I am practicing on how to be a good dad. I'm going to, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to get good wisdom, I'm gonna get good advice, and I'm going to practice it. And so what you're going to have to do is practice not being in fight or flight. And that means when you, when you feel your body going, ah, think, okay. I'm just going to go to the data, and the data says I'm going to invest this money so that future Tabitha is going to be safe. And it's going to be, I'm going to feel weird about it, and it's going to be hard, and I'm going to practice it, I'm going to do it anyway. And then the more you practice this, the easier it becomes. And then it will become, at some point, it becomes fun to see how much you can sock away for future dreams and future goals. Does that make sense? Makes 100%. Here, here's the thing. Be really graceful and kind to Tabitha because you're learning a new thing. Like if you were just learning Spanish, you were learning gymnastics or something, you, you wouldn't get mad if you couldn't just do round off flip-flops on the first day. You would be really happy with your somersault. So just just practice the somersault for a minute, right? And then just be curious when your body tries to protect you. It's kind of a fun way to do it, I think. I love it. And Tabitha, you know what to do. You guys have worked so hard to get here. Think about where you are now versus where you were, which is I owe people a bunch of money. We don't have money in the bank to cover emergencies. And look at the facts on paper. We don't have payments anymore. We have a pile of money in the bank. We both are working with income. And if think about the worst case scenario. 
what could happen? You lose a job. Okay, we have an emergency fund. We'll go get another job. There's going to be another one. And as long as you have the right insurance in place to protect what you're building, there's no reason to kind of have that level of anxiety about money on a daily basis. So hey, let me, let me, I want to say something real quick. There's no reason to, but sometimes our bodies do it anyway. Right. And so I think it is, um, it's feeling your body getting anxious and then asking yourself like, all right, what are you trying to protect me from? And you, you see me, I'm smiling. I've, I've even, like, I've just practiced it over the last decade. Whenever I ask my body that, like, what are we getting anxious about, man? And occasionally, I know exactly what it is. I might get fired, right? I know I am anxious. And then I can think, okay, do I have money in the bank? Do I have some security? Does my wife have a job? To work? Okay, we're going to be okay. And I can think through it. But sometimes it's easy to tell people, just quit being anxious. There ain't no reason to be anxious. Well, thanks, dude. But my body Stop being sad, John. is responsible as, as responding, like, Somebody's coming at me with a hatchet, and they're not. Um, and part some, of that takes time. That's right. You got to feel it, and then move on. That's right. That's right. Mm. It's something you got to practice. I like that yeah. practicing that as a habit. It's a great way if you're trying to start new habits this year. One of them is practicing how to release that anxiety. And there's a few things you do, John. Practices in your daily life when you feel that. How do you release that? Uh, I think as a, like a chemical for me. If I wait until I am full blown, I, I, I have a bent towards anxiety, towards being anxious about things. If I wait until I am full blown, I'm fried. My body's rattling. I've waited too long, and so f- for me, I got to eat right most of the time, and I got to get good sleep most of the time, and I got to have good relationships most of the time, and I can't owe people money because um, it really rattles my cage to know I'm not safe or to know that Toyota's deciding what I do tomorrow, not me. Um, those are things that I create an environment that's non-anxious, right? A non-anxious world so that, um, and it's taken years to do this. This isn't like some privileged finger, like I just decided today I'm not, no, dude, it was hard grinding, <laughs> awful hard work, but you create an ecosystem where the whole system isn't stressed. And then when things come up, your body has the capacity to handle mm. But when it does side. get bananas, I call somebody, go for a walk. I sat in a cold tub this morning because I'm anxious right now. Like So I, there's some things you can do. But if you wait that, usually it's too late. Yeah. And on the money side, just doing a budget, controlling the things I can control. That's it. And on paper, you go, all right, we got this. Ta-da. It's not out of control. I love it. Good wisdom there, John. More of your calls coming up, America. The number to call is 888-825-5225. We'll be right back. Hey guys, whether you're starting on a card table like I did or well on your way to becoming a multi-million dollar company, NetSuite can help your team communicate and plan ahead better like they do for Ramsey. Let me tell you, NetSuite really helped us get our systems together and more than 37,000 other companies also use NetSuite to know their numbers and their business better. So check out NetSuite today and find out how they can help you become the business you want to be five or 30 years from now. And right now you can download NetSuite's free KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance at netsuite.com slash Ramsey.
You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, host of uh, Smart Money Happy Hour with my good friend Rachel Cruz. Joined this hour by Dr. John Deloney, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show. You can check out those shows on The Ramsey Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open phones this hour at 888-825-5225. Sharon joins us up next in Ohio. Sharon, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, how are you guys? We are doing great. What's going on with you? Um, so I am a stay-at-home mom, and my husband has a pretty good job making like 65000 a year, um, and he moves up every year. And so my question is, um, we still owe my parents around $20,000 um, for they helped us buy our house that we're in right now. Um, how can I convince my husband to focus on paying off that debt rather than just going slowly and then in the meantime making extra cash here and there and then using that extra cash for fun things like vacations and hobbies and stuff? Mm. There's something about owing your parents money and then you go on vacation. And it just, you know what I mean? Just I know, the right? whole thing feels, ugh. Uh, okay, I've got to ask. How have you tried so far? Um, so we have a budget and we, um, at this point, we're doing like a certain amount each month. Like we're saving it up um, or um, and then paying every couple months. We'll give mom and dad a check. So you're not doing, um, but, you're not following then, the babies. You're not, you're not trying to get out of debt. You just have like kind of a plan. You're kind of like messing around, but y'all aren't actually exactly. like, okay, when we find a pile more, of money, we'll give them a little bit. Yeah, they can have some of it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like it is a goal. Like we've talked about it, both of us, and we know that that's what we want to do, but he, I guess he's not as intense about it as I am at this point. And being a stay at home mom, I don't have any other income really other than his which is fine except that when he goes and spends his extra income other than his salary on fun stuff so what's the I'm extra income? home and i don't really get the extra fun stuff if that makes sense where's the extra income coming from um things like um extra mechanic work for friends or um working overtime at his job they had a big project they had to get done so he got paid extra stuff like that but he sees this as well this wasn't in the budget this is extra money i earned i'm just going to go spend it how i want pretty much yeah i mean when i ask him when i ask him about it usually he'll say oh yeah well we can put some of it towards the loan or whatever yeah, he doesn't have the but fire that that you do to get this debt out of your life. And uh, exactly. when, when you're in baby step two, it's intense. And you can do other plans, but our plan is this is scorched earth. We're not eating out. We're not going on vacation. We are. We have one job to do, and that is get this debt out of our life. Do you have any other debt outside of the personal loan to your family? Um, there's a little left on the mortgage, but otherwise, no. Okay. Well, I think that obviously we got to get him on the same page and it's hard for you to do, which I'm sure is frustrating because you don't have the ability to go create extra income to uh, to do this. Well, actually, so, hold, uh, actually you do. Okay, so uh, let me hop in here, George. Um, Sharon, so, somebody told you that the way you feel doesn't matter. Who was that? Is that was that when you were little? Um, Possibly. Okay. Because you've carried that message. That's a story you were probably told at some point, and now it's a story you tell yourself that um, you wish things were different, but this is just the way this is. And I know I yeah, feel this way, but he works hard, and that's fine. I'm not going to fight him. And well, Okay. 
and you are slowly drowning in what I would say is a pool of apathy. Fair? Yeah, that's fair, I'd say. And so... What, the reason I asked you earlier, what have you tried? And you you did what many peacekeepers do, is you deflected to, well, we we have a budget and we kind of do these things. What that tells me is you have a budget every month and he either over like a football game or something, he'll look up and be like, yeah, that's great. And he'll make some more money and keep whatever he wants. And you are doing this and you are doing the best you can to use the word we so that you don't feel isolated and alone. Am I right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So at some point, you're going to have to decide, and my hope is that you take um, initiative on the front end before this thing turns into resentment, because that's where it's headed, is that you make a call, a direct call. Honey, I'm scared to death. I'm sick of owing my parents money, and it makes me feel less than, and it makes me feel unsafe, and I hate going on vacation and having my dad look at the photos on social media, because it embarrasses me that I had to go ask my daddy and my mommy for money to buy my a grown-up house. I want this debt out of our life. Please join with me on this. Yes. That is different than, hey, honey, it's budget time. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? And here's the thing. Yeah, if, he, no, if, he roll, if he rolls his eyes and says no, then you can say that I'm going to have to go get a job because I'm not living like this anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he does help with the budget. In fact, it's, it's 50-50 on that. It's just... It's I not. Just, it's not. If I yeah, help the, with the, the budget, but then there. go make extra money that doesn't apply to our goal, which is do a budget so that we can get out of debt, then I'm not really following a plan. I'm just kind of doing yeah, what I want to yeah. do. Yes. If 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 y'all had this great agreement that y'all weren't gonna uh, y'all were married and y'all weren't gonna hook up with other people, and he was very committed to you, and he hooked up with somebody on the side, you would not say he's a person of integrity and fidelity. Right. And so saying, we do this budget together, we do it 50-50. Yeah, cool, y'all talk about it together. But y'all aren't living the... y'all. The reason you have a budget is because it gets you to your goals. It helps you feel safe. Right. It's not just like an exercise. And yeah, he may be 50-50, he may do the exercise with you. But he's not living it out. Mm-hmm. And right. you can't control him. All you can control is you. And so I think it's fair yeah. for you to sit down with him and tell him probably for the first time, here's what this is doing to me. I can't breathe. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't think of my parents and owing them money anymore. Can we please stop? And can I ask you one more question? Sure. It, you're like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, but not sorry. Um, what else are you worried about? Because this is symptomatic um, of something bigger going on in your marriage. What is it? No, not really. Sharon. Actually, honestly, I mean, we we have a great marriage. We really do. And this is just, um, this has just been, I'd say, the last couple months. I think, okay, one thing I will mention that could be um, holding me up a little bit is, okay, right now, currently, in the bank, we do have a little pile of money that we're planning to give to mom and dad. Um, and I told him once, I was like, well, couldn't we give them, if you want to save it up for like a rainy day or whatever, couldn't we give them a little bit at a time just so I can feel that motivation that I can still feel like we're making some sort of progress. You know, I, I told him it doesn't have to be much. And he's like, well, he would rather do one chunk, one big chunk at a time. He's like, if I were mom and dad, I would want a big check, not, not multiple small ones or whatever. So what if y'all solve this problem by just asking your dad? 
yeah, we could do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Has there been any conversation with when you're going to pay this back to them? No, honestly, there hasn't. No, it was quite, a, it was like five or six years ago when this first, uh, when we first borrowed the money. And at that point we were like, yeah, mom and dad will pay you back. But there wasn't really a timeline attached. It would help your marriage. It would help your relationship with your family. And quite honestly, it would help the respect between your husband and your dad, between each other, just, just guy to guy there. Um, if y'all created a amortization schedule, y'all created a schedule and you printed it out on a, on an Excel spreadsheet or emailed it to each other and said, hey, by the way, we've created a payment plan here. Because I've also heard, George, I've heard of these situations where you get to the end and you're like, that's 20 grand. And then the receiver on the other end of this money goes, uh, no, I've only got 18.4. You still owe me $1,600 more, right? So clarity here. Clarity, clarity, clarity. Let's put a budget down in front of them. Talk to your dad. Say, do you want a small monthly sums? Do you want every three and months? And just say, hey, we're painting this off in 10 months. It's two grand a month. This thing's going to be gone and we're going to be about the business of doing that and any extra work Let's you're do doing it. is going towards that debt, not just for fun money. And that is what doing a budget means as a couple. And it's going to take a hard conversation. It's going to take a better budget. I'm going to gift you one year of every dollar premium to help you guys get on that plan. Hang on the line. Austin will gift that to you. Wishing you guys the best in getting rid of this debt. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today. Every dollar. This is the Ramsey Show. Well, folks, most of you, you're saying good riddance to last year because it was hard enough just to keep gas in your car and food in the fridge and money's still tight a few days later somehow in 2023. And you're wondering, is this going to be any different this year? Well, you don't have to live through another year of stress and worry. I can tell you that much. And that's why we want you to tune in to Building Wealth in 2023, our free live stream event on January the 12th. We want to show you that you can still make progress on your goals, build wealth and have peace with money even in this crazy economy. During the event, you're going to hear from myself, Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, John Deloney, and Ken Coleman. We're going to talk about how to set goals, how to create margin so that you can build wealth this year. We're going to have a lot of fun too, and you're going to leave fired up for 2023. And did I mention it's free? There's no reason not to sign up, even if you don't want to watch. It's free. I like signing up for free things, John. So uh, even if the economy feels out of control this year, you don't have to, and it's easy to register. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash wealth. We'll get you all the information you need. That is RamseySolutions.com slash wealth. I love at the end of these things, man. Some of these, as we took this across the country... Some of our discussions at the end of the of the night got off the rails, and so it's just fun to watch That's to see what's going to happen. That's part of the reason to tune in. <laughs> right. There's no script. There's no prompter. Nope. Just unfiltered Deloney. And versus Rachel versus Dave. 
That is plus the best Ken part. plus George. It just gets awesome. There should not be all five of us on stage, but I, I think they do it for the team's entertainment at this just point. Just watching uh, the fireworks show. It's going to be a good time. Building wealth. RamseySolutions.com slash wealth is the place to sign up. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jay's up next in Las Vegas. Jay, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, guys. Happy to be getting through. Well, glad you made it. What's going on with you? Uh, so I have a unique, but I think simple question for you all. I am in the military. Um, I'm through the six steps. I'm on step seven with the exception. I don't have a home because I am trying to save approximately 50% for it, which is what's kind of leading me to my question. So being in the military, we get what's called a housing allowance, which means basically I get to live on base, not for free, but they just take that allowance. I don't pay any electricity or water rent. It's all included in that. So when I first got to being debt free and getting my emergency fund set up for six months, I put about 17,500, which is inclusive of that rent. But I'm wondering now after listening to you guys about, well, you really want to buy when it's down get a discount. You can buy more stock. If I should take some of that emergency fund and invest it, not because I just want more, but because my rent will always be covered. So while I technically do have close to 18 grand in six months of expenses, I'll never miss out on that housing allowance unless the military pays if it fails, um, which doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, if that happens, we're all uh, oh boy, we got bigger. We're problems. all yeah, fighting our neighbor for water. So that's a whole different situation there. How, how much of your of your of that of that emergency fund is like rent money? So approximately eleven five twelve. Um, so the way the military works is they charge you whatever that your allowance is. So it used to be $2,000. We got a $300 increase this year. So now it's 2,300 times six. So I'd say now it's close to a 13, five. Okay. And what's the time horizon to purchase a home? Uh, realistically, sir, since I'm not, I'm not going to be staying in Las Vegas, I would say six to eight years. I'm only seven years into my career and I'd like to get back to the South um, so it, it would not be in the next four to five years while I'm in Las Vegas. Okay. So outside of the emergency fund, how much do you have saved for this house? So I have 20000 basically. I have uh, two IRAs, which I don't use as a retirement. I have the 401k. Um, and then I have about $8,000 um, in a portfolio. Is that outside That's, of retirement? Just, correct. Yeah, I don't, I don't count the IRA as retirement because... I'm not actually using it for that. I have my own 401k with the 15% and the matching. Well, the my problem is the, the IRS sees it as retirement. And so when you go to take that money out, they're going to just hammer you with penalties and fees. Yeah, you can't pull that out, brother. Oh, I, I was on the impression after five years you could pull it out. You could pull out your contribution, but that's just unplugging all of the growth as well. And so okay. if okay. you've got if you put in 10 and it grew to 30, you're not pulling out 30 without taxes and penalties and fees. So I wouldn't I would okay. stop using that as your house fund and just use that for your retirement fund down the line. Okay. How much is in there? Um, I just started out this 2022 when I got debt free. So I okay. have six grand in mine and six grand in my wife's. Cool. Let's just leave that there. Let's use the IRA for retirement purposes. And if you want to invest, okay. you can do that in that brokerage account. Um, and I would be investing okay. in index funds if you're going to be saving up for that house. What are you invested in now in okay. that portfolio? 
I'm going to be honest with you, sir. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, it's a swab portfolio. Um, and I answered some questions about my level of risk comfort. Okay. Um, but you're working with a SmartVestor Pro on this. You know, uh, well, it's it's managed by them. My, my hands are off. Okay, so well, I, I want your hands to be more person. on. I don't want them making any okay. decisions for you. Their goal is to guide you, to educate you, to then make the decision. So, uh, number one, your homework is to figure out what that is invested in. If it's a Smart Investor Pro, the good news is he's not throwing you into single stocks and volatile investments. It's probably in some kind of index fund or mutual fund. So that's good news. And okay. you can use that. As far as the emergency fund goes, you could scale back down to three uh, if you've got a real stable situation. But I would go no no less than three months of expenses and include that rent in there. Okay. Because your rent is only one part of your expenses. you got to think about you know max out of pocket with health care other things, vehicles. There's a lot of other things that could go wrong that could be very costly in today's economy. And so you don't want to go down mm -hmm. to 3000 just because you don't have a lot of living expenses. Oh, yeah, definitely wouldn't go that low. I was thinking probably about 10. I think 10 would really be my be bare minimum emotionally. Uh, so if you want to okay. go down to 10, throw the other seven into investments, into those index funds, that would be a wise decision since you're six to eight years out. If it was anything less than five, I'd get a little squeamish putting my money into the market, knowing I want to buy a house a few years from now. And that, that's what I'll tell you. I, I, I am, George is much like, <laughs> George is so much better at me um, than me. When it's all said and done, George will have more money than me. Okay. So make, make, no I'm more risk averse than John. John jumps out of airplanes. Well, but George also read like, he's like, well, I'm going to put it into this fund. And whatever. When I was saving for a house, this isn't the best ROI on my money, but I put it in a savings account. And I wanted it to be liquid, and I wanted to have it, and I wanted to be able to see it. And I didn't want there to be a chance that I put $85,000 in for a down payment, and then it was 55000 when I needed to go buy a house. What it sounds like you're trying to right. do is everything all at the same time, which is save for a house and maximize returns. And, and those all sound good, but you're going to make yourself crazy, um, especially okay. because you're playing with – and I don't mean this to, uh, pejoratively, but you're, you're, you're not playing with a ton of money. And so you're causing yourself a lot of internal angst over five thousand bucks here or ten thousand bucks here. Ten thousand bucks is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like you're—I don't know where to put a million dollars in this portfolio that's going to return this much money. You're talking ten thousand bucks. You're talking a couple hundred dollars here that's going to turn into maybe a couple thousand over here. So, I, for me, I'm taking the anxiety out of this thing. I'm taking the stress out of this thing. I'm just going to open up a, a savings account or a money market account and put my house money in there. And by the way, if an emergency comes up that is over that $10,000 or $15,000 threshold you've set up, you could pull it out of there technically. But I'm just going to leave it there, dude, and I'm going to save my money that way. And then I'm going to have retirement accounts that I want to grow, like George mentioned, separately. But again, I don't know there's a right or wrong way to do that. Like I think it's your risk tolerance and your overall... like. I, I've got friends who love the stress. They love the <gasps> of all of that. I like the stress of running into a building that's on fire. Right? So everyone's wired differently for what gets their what gets their heart. I pumping, like the stress of trying to get a reservation at a restaurant last minute. You love that. That's my version. I just go to Arby's because I don't want to deal with it. Like I don't want that. But all, everyone's got their different levels. But that's how I would do it. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Jay, thank you so much for your service, man. We're cheering you on. You sound like you got a great head on your shoulders when it comes to this money stuff. Stay the course, but also keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with your money. Never just put it on autopilot and don't look at it, don't think about it. You want to make sure you know what's going on. So thanks so much for the call. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Dr. John Deloney, all the folks in the booth. We got Austin, we got Bob, James, Zach, Andrew, you name it. They're in there keeping the show afloat. And thank you, America, for listening. We couldn't do this show without you. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. And we'll be back real soon on The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.